Welcome to the Conscious Business Leaders Show. I'm Anna Choi, founder and CEO of Conscious Business Coaching, helping high achieving business leaders prevent burnout to grow in flow. Our firm empowers the next generation of global leaders who will cause a tipping point in elevating humanity's consciousness. Join us for the end of the show, where we'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing business inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Ready? Let's go. So today we have Lindsay Wander with us today of Worldwise Tutoring. How are you, Lindsay? I'm good. How are you? I'm so good and so excited to learn about you and your business and now multiple businesses, which we will get to in a second. But I definitely would love to just start by you telling us a little bit about your journey of how you got to where you are today, including maybe a couple moments where it just really kind of impacted you and made you have to pivot. You know, a lot of what's been going on lately has caused me to reflect on kind of why am I doing what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a good question. I realized that when I was in school, um, I was the problem kid and it was because Mm -hmm. I was bored and I had a few educators that really went out of their way to engage me. Mm -hmm. And then I also, you know, realized that I was labeled pretty early on and some labels were good labels. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I was a math and science kid Mm -hmm. and, you know, others were not good labels, but I think I, I really went on a path because of those labels. So when I went to college, I went to college for biomedical engineering because I was told that that's what I should do. Once I started doing it, you know, I loved math and sciences, especially learning about them, but I didn't like doing them. I'm much more of a people person. It's, Mm -hmm. It's just not enough for me to sit in a lab. So I did various internships when I graduated and got a lot of feedback from that of what you should be going into a career. You should be going to graduate school. And here I was traveling the world doing these non-paying internships but I knew I wanted to find something that I really enjoyed before I started doing it for a career. Mm -hmm. And one of the internships was working in the education field with inner city kids. Mm -hmm. And I fell in love and I went back to school to get my teaching credential. So, Mm -hmm. you know, talk about feedback (laughs) from people going biomedical engineering to teaching to inner city kids. Mm -hmm. Um, So throughout all of that, you know, I've learned that I've gotten a lot of, um, input from people along the way. But I think what's kept me consistent was I learned at a pretty young age, like around the age of 17, 18, Mm -hmm. that I was going to do what felt right for me. And I didn't care what other people were saying. And it took me a while to kind of fine tune and know when people were projecting their own doubts and worries on me and when it was Mm -hmm. really kind of a slow down Lindsay and think about this. But I pretty much got it into a good place in my early 20s. And it was when I left California, moved to Chicago that I quit my job as a teacher, you know, with health insurance and benefits and started tutoring full time. And at that point, people started going, okay, just let Lindsay do what she's doing, (laughs) you know, like she knows what's going on. And that was 10 years ago. So my company is now in two different states. I have 60 tutors, um, worldwide Mm -hmm. tutoring, and we survived the pandemic, which I think in itself, I know people think tutoring must be blowing up, but man, it was hard. Most of my competitors shut their doors. We survived and we're actually 200% what we were last year. So, and then I started a nonprofit on top of that. So Mm -hmm. I've really embraced this idea of being an entrepreneur. I I like to think I'm a socially conscious entrepreneur Mm because it makes me feel a little bit better. So I don't think I'm this money hungry entrepreneur. Um, and I still have my values and, and my original passions of really just helping people find their unique voice, 
forge their personal path and do what's right for them, despite what other people might be encouraging or pushing or <laughs> labeling um, for them to do. Absolutely. And before we get into about the nonprofit, I definitely want to talk about that a little bit more. What is your advice, I guess, more concrete advice for people who are struggling to kind of do what they want, what their heart is telling them, pulling at their heartstrings all the time? And, you know, what are some things that you did to really just block out that noise and just kind of go kind of the uncertain path and kind of scary path sometimes, but that felt right for people? Yeah, I feel like you get the noise from two different areas. Mm -hmm. One, it's from people who are, you know, putting their own doubts and worries onto you, and it might be well-meaning. Another is your own self-talk, your own Mm self-doubt, which often stems from things in your childhood that were said to you, which is why I'm very conscious about being careful about what I say to our students Mm -hmm. to change their self-talk. I think in both situations, you have to be able to decipher when is it something that is telling you slow down and think, and when is it something that's not serving you? Mm -hmm. Um, And for addressing the first one, I just learned who to talk to Um, for certain things. I learned who my group, like my first five are, you know, who do I go to for certain things who I know are going to give it to me straight, but who also really truly want to see me succeed. Mm -hmm. And then the others, I just kind of told them when things were good. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't really ask them for advice or tell Mm -hmm. them about any troubles because they were going to feed me in um, bad things in times where I already wasn't certain because that negative self-talk was chewing at me. Mm-hmm. Also, just addressing the negative self-talk was powerful and learning to catch it because there are times I would complete an entire project, put all my work into it. And this little voice would go, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And I go, stop it. <laughs> and like, kind no. of catch myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And catch it and go, why not? And so now mm-hmm. I've set up practices of catching that self-talk and talking myself out of it Mm -hmm. and changing that dialogue I have with myself. But honestly, I think what it comes down to a lot of it is doing what's right for you. I I really think I am pretty intuitive. Um, That word scares a lot of people. So you can say gut feeling if you want, but Mm -hmm. I really do what I feel is right Mm -hmm. for me. Um, And I really have a good sense of my own values and my own morals. And I make sure that everything I'm doing is aligning with that. And it's not just because it's going to make me money. It really has to align with what my core foundation is. And in that sense, I've really haven't had a wrong choice. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe things have been difficult and challenging, but looking back, it's always right where I need it to be. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely what people just, it sounds, can sound cliche, but truly when you're secure in who you are and what you want and what your morals and values, I mean, that's going to be the best compass that you can have. And like I said, even if you had to take the harder path, at least you can look at it and be like, okay, but this is what was right for me, even if it wasn't necessarily conventional or easy or anything like that. Exactly. And so now go ahead, please, and tell us more about your nonprofit. Happily, this is my baby and I'm so excited. <laughs> I didn't think I could love a business more than my tutoring Mm -hmm. company, but I'm just so excited about the nonprofit, though it is a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Um, Running a business seems like a breeze in comparison. Mm -hmm. But, you know, with both of my companies, I really focus on the underlying learning and life skills. Mm -hmm. I don't focus just on the grades and the test scores. I work more on, you know, uh, mindfulness, self-awareness, empathy, the executive functioning skills, interpersonal skills, leadership, you know, and what I've found is by working on those skills and really meeting students where they are in the sense of making things more student centered rather than adult led, 
the grades and the scores improve. <laughs> so the less you focus on it, the more it actually improves because you're building that relationship and seeing them mm-hmm. for people rather than a score. Plus, it also helps them beyond. You know, we're building an innate sense of self-confidence in them. We're giving strategies and skills that they can use across different subjects. And so it's very rewarding in that way. And I've been doing that with the for-profit for the past decade and always had it in the back of my mind. It's like, what about the kids who can't pay for this? Like, what do I do? And I've had people present the idea of a nonprofit to me before. But again, not coming from a business world, I didn't understand. I thought they were saying to turn my company into a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And literally it was in November that someone said to me, just get a second company. Right. I mean, light bulb, (laughs) like, (laughs) oh, okay. Literally, I filed the paperwork. Yeah. So it's about four months old now. We're 501c3 already, which is crazy. We got a oh, congratulations. Thank you. Um, we've already had some donations. We have tutors lined up. I'm really excited wow. about it, but it's it's meant to give low-income BIPOC students high quality tutoring. Mm-hmm. And it's really to address with the pandemic, and, and I don't know how many people are really aware of this. I know we have, you know, they're aware of school closures and learning loss, but we're talking about our black and brown communities, they've been Mm -hmm. hit beyond just Mm -hmm. the schooling. I mean, we're talking about lack of access to internet and technology. Um, Parents are essential workers. And so they don't have that support at home. Plus, Mm -hmm. we all know they've been hit disproportionately by COVID itself, plus all of the racial unrest that's been going on this past year. And, you know, while all of that is traumatic, um, in a sense, I'm glad that there's finally a spotlight shining on this and everyone is seeing but there is a lot of inequity in this country. Mm-hmm, and if we don't address mm-hmm. it from the base, we're never going to see a solution to this. And I think everyone can agree that education is a big way of mm-hmm. starting from the beginning. And so, again, you know, knowing that we are teaching also skills to empower our students to be able to better manage their learning and to be leaders, you know, and active agents of change in their lives and the lives of those around them. I think this is how we're really going to be able to get rid of all the systematic problems that have really you know, been going on for centuries in our country. And so I'm very excited about it because, you know, with my business, I know how to run everything. I know how to bring in good tutors. I know what, how to intertwine it into our curriculum. I know how to interact with the families with my background. You know, I used to teach, you know, in the inner city schools. Mm-hmm. I know it's possible I know race and, you know, poverty are not destiny, like these kids can succeed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just ready and pumped for this to happen. Um, plus, I think other people are finally paying attention. And so um, I think we'll be able to get the funding for it, which is a big part of being having a nonprofit is where you're going to get the money. Mm-hmm. So very excited, looking Sounds forward like to kind of where that comes. Yeah, mm-hmm. where, what comes from that. And um, just really ha- happy to be able to get out there and help help the kids who really, really need it. Amazing. And I know I'm then definitely curious. And what is your vision? Obviously, you kind of spoke on it as far as maybe like the deeper sense of it, but from a business perspective and now having two businesses, you know, what is your vision for yourself and your businesses in the next three to five years? What would you like to see happen? I mean, if you had asked me that question two years ago, I would have been like, I'm good. I don't want any more growth. I think I was worried about If I got too big, I'd lose that connection. Mm -hmm. What I have learned and the way I see my business in the years is getting better at delegating out the things that other people like to do, but are not my superpowers so that I have my time to do what I'm really good at, which is 
seeing people. I'm really good at figuring Mm -hmm. out what's up with kids. I'm really good at finding great instructors. I'm really good at putting them together Mm -hmm. (laughs) and maintaining relationships with the students, the families, and the tutors. And all of that is time consuming, but that's really where my strength is. And I think that's what makes everything so successful is that trusting relationship that we build from day one. And so I've learned that if I can hand over the other things, then I have more time for this. In addition to things like spreading our strategies to Mm -hmm. schools, it doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be separate curriculum. You can intertwine this with your current curriculum, going to PTA meetings, having meetings for parents, telling them how you can do this at home. How can you get your kid confident and independent? So it's also been um, an opportunity for me to spend more time sharing this knowledge that I've curated over the past couple of decades in a way that other people can apply, again, because I think people are finally ready to hear it. Mm -hmm. Over the pandemic, I had so many parents who were calling me who were like, my kid can't do anything. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm like, I know this is our flaw of our system. It's an Mm -hmm. antiquated system. We're really not teaching the kids to, you know, manage their own learning. And there's a lot that we have to teach them besides just memorizing math formulas. Um, But you can do it consecutively. And we've really mastered that. And so What I see in the next few years is continuing to speak about that, continuing Mm -hmm. to grow, bringing on more students who um, the traditional system isn't working for them for whatever reason, and then also helping those students who wouldn't be able to afford tutoring, but are 100% capable of success. Oh, that's so, so exciting and so excited for that. Also for our listeners who are looking for more information for, you know, worldwide tutoring and for the nonprofit, where should they go for that? So worldwide tutoring, because I've been around longer, we are everywhere. <laughs> um, so you go to any social media and look up worldwide tutoring and there we are. I'm constantly posting tips and resources and free events. So definitely awesome. follow our social media. My website is worldwisetutoring.com. The nonprofit, again, is only four months old. So we're on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. It's called Educate, Radiate, Elevate. And then our website is educateradiateelevate.org. In both places, I'm giving a ton of resources for parents and educators and students for free. Um, So please check that out and see if there's things you can, you know, apply to home. I've been getting lots of messages from people about how that saved them Mm -hmm. through the pandemic, the resources Mm -hmm. I gave them. And so I hope that it can, you know, bring some peace and joy back to Mm -hmm. learning because it's just been such a negative experience for Mm -hmm. so many people this last year. And I, I really hate that. So um, please do check out check out the websites for some good resources. Wonderful. Thank you for that insight, Lindsay Wander. Thank you so much for sharing that and just finding your why and what serves you. And hopefully we find listeners doing the same thing for them. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Conscious Business Leader Podcast. If you're a conscious business leader or entrepreneur who would like to be on the program, please visit annasunchoy.com slash apply. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone, text it to a friend, or post it on the socials. And if you do that, tag us with the hashtag ConsciousBusinessLeader. Now, can you also hook us up now to your podcast player and just give us a thumbs up or a rating and review? Your feedback helps us better empower that next generation of global leaders to cause a tipping point in elevating humanity's consciousness through being a loving presence. While you're at it, hit the subscribe button. You know why? 
because each week you're going to be inspired and energized 15 minutes a day. My name is Anna Choi. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at AnnaSunChoi.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Conscious Business Leader Movement. Thank you.